Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Blogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. Check, check. Check, check, check. Hello. You have to speak into the mic. Into the mic. Why are you so friggin' bossy? This is all going in the recording. I know it's in the recording. I I presume you're going to edit. No, I'm not editing it. You're not editing this out. Okay, that's fine. Hashtag hashtag real blogger life. (laughs) Okay, so I am very excited today about my very, very special guest. Um, I have invited my husband, Cressel Anderson, on the Just Keep Blogging podcast. And you might be like, oh, great. But there is a real intentional reason why I did this. Because today, this episode is for your spouse. (laughs) Because I feel like it's important to kind of have a unique uh, maybe perspective from a person who's been down the road with a blogger. And to help you kind of see, hopefully, your spouse to see the benefit um, in supporting their blogger. Anything to add to that, Crystal? No, it sounds good. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so this is my husband, Crystal, And what I would like to start with, well, let me just back up for a second. The reason that I'm doing this, I, I was sitting at my desk one day. And I was like, you know, what's a good episode that I could make, you know, trying to brainstorm? And for some reason... I started thinking about Twilight. Remember how I used to be so much into Twilight, like early mm-hmm. 2000s mm-hmm. or mid 2000s? When was that? I don't even know. Where does time go? Anyway, but I was laughing because um, right after the book series all finished, uh, the word on the street was that the author was starting to write books from Edward's perspective instead of from Bella's perspective. So she was almost going to like rewrite the whole series, but from Edward's point of view. And that's, I don't know, that struck me. And I thought about you and I thought, oh man, like we should just do an episode of vlogging from Crystal's point of view, right? Because I'm always telling people my point of view, but I think it would be interesting to hear your point of view, number one, because you have a very different personality than I do. And I don't know. I just think there's a lot of cool reasons why we should do this. So we're going to do it. And I made him breakfast to convince him to do this. It's so. <laughs> good, good breakfast and it sounds like fun. Awesome. Okay. What I would like for you to talk about first is what was it like in the very, very beginning? Like, do you remember the very beginning? And what were you thinking in the very beginning? I do remember the very beginning, um, and my perspective might be different from, you know, different spouses depending on their personality type. But my my personality type was uh, my kind of perspective was coming in to the blogging world as kind of the primary breadwinner and really a, a little bit of a uh, unhealthy pride about my career that I had chosen. So I felt real good about my ability to generate income and my ability to kind of be that breadwinner. And uh, in the initial days, I re- remember, you know, you've, ha- you've had a, a number of different entrepreneurial yeah, activities that, true. that preceded the blog uh, that, that were not nearly as successful as your blogging career has been. Right. Uh, so my presumption was, oh, this is nice. Uh, you know, this, at, at a minimum, this is kind of a break-even hobby um, or at least a low cost hobby. So, so I thought, you know, it, it really wasn't that big of a deal until it kind of started infringing on our 
kind of ability to hang out, watch TV, do stuff, uh, you know, because you were spending a lot of time on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hashtag unfiltered. <laughs> yeah, but but um, I think the big thing though was uh, I could see that you were sticking with it, and then I could see you getting excited whenever you started to make just a little bit of money in ad revenue. And I still remember sitting in the office in our house at that like I had a uh, fold-out table as a desk in the one extra room we had in our house that was still like stuffed with other craft things and other stuff. And uh, he came in and I was, I think I opened AdSense or something and I was like, I made a penny and I was freaking out. It was cents. It started out as just a few cents and then it got up to be dollars. And then I thought, hmm, well that's, this is definitely a break-even hobby now. Uh, And then it wasn't too long before it was, tens of dollars and I thought yeah okay this is this is going to pay for groceries or this is going to you know do we're going to be able to have some extra money to do something like it was it was real money it wasn't like pennies yeah further down the road we got I think I don't even remember when when did you really feel the change in the wind I mean I think the big change was when you made more than me yeah that, that was like I remember having a discussion with one of my coworkers. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, you know, I, I've kind of had to question my career outlook because my wife's career is on a trajectory that <laughs> it may, not, maybe not obsolete my contribution, but it would, it would definitely uh, uh, change the impact of my contribution because up until that point, it had kind of been the primary source of income and post that observation it was you know it's still a a sizable chunk but not it's certainly not a necessity anymore and so that I think that was when it kind of sunk in that maybe all the maybe I'd have to eat a lot of crow on account of all my my prejudice that I (laughs) brought into the blogging world about uh you know what what a real career looks like uh you know, yeah. I, I have a very different perspective now. Well, and, and two, I mean, we've been together since we were 17. So we've seen a lot of life together. And you even used to kind of make fun of me a little bit in college because I picked a communications degree. You were like, okay. Yeah, I, I think the terminology was a real degree. And yeah. uh, you were always saying a BA wasn't a real degree. Yeah. Because you had a BS in science. Yeah. And I, I've... I've come around <laughs> in a lot of crow. But you know what's interesting about that? I think it has it comes back to like entrepreneurship, right? Because what was a big deal to me, I think, was the year that I made more money than I had made outside of like when I worked outside the house. Um, if you guys don't know my story, I actually quit working my regular day job um, about a year before we had our first child. Just because um, we lived in Atlanta and my commute was really awful. Like we had moved um, out of the city and into the suburbs like you do (laughs) when you graduate. Like he graduated from college and we moved um, or he graduated from graduate school um, and we moved out into the suburbs and the commute was just awful. And uh, we'd had some discussions at that point about the value of me being at home versus at, you know, sitting in the car for four hours a day, essentially sitting in traffic and wasting my life away. Yeah, the I mean, the quality of life that we had when you would sit in traffic for a 45 minutes at a minimum, hour yeah. and a half, uh, kind of one way. Yeah. 
the quality of life we had when you worked, you know, normal eight hours, nine hours, whatever it was, plus another couple hours sitting in the car, not a, not a lot of time left for, you know, just enjoying life. And, or cleaning, for that matter. Or cleaning, yeah. I guess cleaning was... So we were both was, exhausted by the time we got home. I mean, we didn't have kids. That's why I laugh now. People are always <laughs> like, "How the? why couldn't I keep my house clean before I had kids? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, looking right. at the world now, oh my gosh. I think it's just an interesting turn of events. I think... You know, initially it was sort of like, you know, from my perspective, initially it was like, a okay, you know, have fun with that, you know. And I understood why, because being a strong entrepreneurial spirit, there were all kinds of things that I had done in the past. And maybe the people that are listening here, maybe your spouse has done, you know, multi-level marketing and they've sold this and they've sold that. And, you know what I mean? It all sort of like they never really became the Cadillac driving, like, (laughs) you know, head of the MLM ladder there or uh, you know, maybe they had tried other things. I mean, I, before I started blogging, I had done sock monkeys. Like I made sock monkeys and sold them at craft fairs. I made like dog bandanas and sold them at craft fairs. I kids toys, jewelry at the, at the consignment. Yeah. I was doing like consignment resales, but those were, I think those were all. So for me, my perspective, all those things, though they were not, you know, large revenue streams that, you know, could compete with, the income I was bringing in from my regular job, they made me think you're worth more to us not driving into town for whatever your salary was uh, versus I said to myself, it would be worth $50,000 to have Kim be able to like the equivalent, like she would have to make $50,000 at, you know, wherever. But I wasn't really making that much money. Discounting, discounting the commute. Like that's how that's that's what she's worth to uh, to me to us at home. Like right. to be able to explore those those things that I saw in you, like the the sock monkeys or the consignment sales or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just your, I, I think your your hunger to find ways to generate revenue, just of your own accord, not from an employer. That to me is something that. I wanted to invest in, uh, and I think we collectively decided that was the, right. the best decision. And it did take a while. I mean, it took what a year, year and a half before you started mm-hmm. blogging. I think after you came home. Yeah. And uh, and it's just kind of been a good ride since then. Yeah, it might have even been longer because Dixon was, I think, one one ish when I figured out about blogging. So it that been was a couple years. two years after I quit my job. A lot of different experiments later, but there was something really appealing about it because I knew that I liked to write. I knew I liked to create. And then I figured out because somebody else had made money doing it, maybe I could too. It didn't seem that hard. Um, I mean, not to say that it's not hard, <laughs> but you know, it was a lot of time and a lot of effort, but I enjoyed all the time and all the effort that it took. And I think, you know, um, the kind of main objective of this episode is I think I'd like to talk with you about what are ways that you feel like spouses can help support their blogger basically like what looking back like for me I feel like you were always very supportive even if you were always sort of like (laughs) um well initially I had uh, initially (laughs) I had my doubts I had my doubts initially um until you started providing evidence that <clears throat> there was no basis for doubt. 
Right. I guess ways that I think I can help or that I that a spouse could help a blogger succeed in blogging is to make an investment in your spouse. Like see the potential of where it could go. I mean, there's a lot of really, really successful people in this. And I've started calling it an industry. I mean, because I, I see it as like online content creation as an industry. It's like something fairly new. I mean, it's not been around for 30 years. It It's probably been around for 12 or so kind of web yeah. 2.0. Uh, you know, people start creating content because there's good tools out there and, and they can, you know, bring more. It's it, it's no longer like a programming or computer science task to be able to get inter- information online. It's what is the what are the cool topics and knowledge that people can put out there for others to consume? That is valuable. That is in my mind. It's it's now an industry. There are people that are incredibly successful, and that's something worth investing in. It's it's such a a low overhead industry. Uh, I think some people who may be listening initially may have invested a chunk of money, right? Because they're trying to learn. They've got some sort of education. Even so, I mean, mean, you know more than I do, but whatever people have invested to get started blogging, you know, they buy a computer, they invest in some training material, they buy some hosting. The order of magnitude of that investment versus starting a brick-and-mortar business or going to, uh, you know, like four years of college and working for somebody else to, to be able to start a business yourself, like that, it's an order of magnitude of difference in cost. Gotcha. So, so even, even I'm not saying there's no overhead, but what I'm saying is the opportunity there to have your spouse really start down a path where they're going to build a business in this industry where there are incredibly successful people and a lot of reasonably successful yeah. people. I think I think it's worth the risk. I mean, we're, we're not talking like, uh, you know, you're not going to see them for, you know, months on end while they're training and getting it up and right. going. We're talking, you know, it, it's going to be a little bit in, you're not going to be able to watch Netflix uh, as much <laughs> or you're, or you're going to have to... Um, you know, deal with them kind of buried in the computer for, for a little while. And, and that's, I mean, that, that's what working looks like. So, so I guess that's another thing is to uh, give them the space to work Uh, back when I was working, my day job would have been, oh, so, so my day job, uh, my background is engineering. I was an electrical engineer for a few years and then I kind of started off down this management track. So I was supervising groups of engineers uh, before I left, just before I left, I was branch manager. So uh, probably about 28, 30 people working in our office uh, that reported through me. And, uh, and you know, I mean, it, it was a good career. Like that's the reason that I chose the company that I chose to work for, a great company. I uh, really did enjoy my career, the people that I worked with, but I didn't really enjoy my commute that much, and I didn't really, uh, you know. You didn't have I, a lot of time for your own passions. I didn't so. have time for my own passions. I, the the other thing is I kind of knew what the, what the kind of cap was on my overall income potential. And the thing that I saw through Kim starting her own business and being successful at it was 
there is no cap on an entrepreneur's income. Yeah. You can make as much money as you can be creative and add value to the world. So what are some other ways you feel like that people can help support their blogger? So give your blogger some space to work. I remember back when I was working as a branch manager, I, you know, I was, I would always encourage my team, you know, to try to not be switching tasks, like stay focused, not be distracted. You know, if, if uh, kind of wait, queue up your questions, try to get, you know, good hour, several hours of work done and then kind of come back and check your emails or, you know, take questions from your coworkers or, you know, return phone calls, that type of thing. But try to dedicate, you know, big chunks of time to be able to get work knocked out. And as kind of the, the boss, I also felt like, you know, I need to have time that I can focus on, you know, whatever I'm working on. And when my wife would call, you know, that was a distraction. And, you know, I, I imagine we're all different, but I, I like to talk to my wife. But at the same time, you know, when I'm at work, I'm it trying. train wrecked your day. It's okay. <laughs> you can say that. You know, especially <laughs> if it's uh, uh, something important that you're going to think about. It could really derail your train mm-hmm. of thought. And likewise, you know, if your spouse is trying to set up a blog or a business, a, giving them the prerogative to focus on that business and work it is really important if they're constantly being interrupted to, uh, you know, help, you know, corral the kids or to clean up the kitchen or, you know, let's, let's go over to the Joneses and barbecue or whatever. I mean, those are all important things and they don't all have to go away, but there are definitely some sacrifices to make in terms of time with your spouse. And I like so- to call them trades. It seems less... Sacrifice. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So not let's not say sacrifices. Let's say what you're trading now is you're you're trading some time with your spouse now for an abundance of time and uh, feelings of success and teamwork that will pay off later. Yeah. I mean, even the other day we were laughing because we both went to the zoo and we didn't have to ask for time off or. You know, with our son's field trip, like we go on our kids' field trips and don't really even think about it. My biggest thing was, um, you know, it's stressful. And I it's it's a stressful thing because I think bloggers, whether you're male or female, um, and you're, you know, you have somebody else in your life that is affected by what you do. Um, it's a little bit stressful because in the back of mind, you're always thinking, I should be doing this and I should be doing this and I should be doing this. And so it's not like, it's not like, I don't feel like there's anybody out there who's a blogger who's trying to grow their online business that doesn't worry in the back of their mind that like they're ignoring something or ignoring someone or whatever, but they understand what it, they understand what it's going to take. So one of my biggest things was I didn't like being a stay at home mom. (laughs) I think I figured that out. Like, Probably the first year. Six months in. That's why I was like crying in the shower when I, around the time that I figured out blogging because it was not what I had imagined it in my head to be. Like, I don't know. I think some people are like really cut out to be stay at home moms. Like they love it. It's their jam. It's what they love to do. And I thought that I would, but I don't know. It just, I felt like day by day I was like losing some, like losing some part of me and I desperately needed to know that in 20 years, I wasn't going to wake up and, you know what I mean, like not know who I was anymore. And a lot of people don't struggle with that. Like there's people out there who are like, no, I'm, you know, I'm a parent, like I'm a stay at home parent. This is what I do this is what I love. I homeschool my kids like, and so 
um, this fulfilled a part of me that needed to be fulfilled. And I think that's an even better reason because when I didn't feel fulfilled, like most of us can probably relate to, it's almost like you feel down a lot of the time and you struggle to feel happy sometimes, even when there's really nothing to be concerned about. And you're just kind of seeking what's going to make you happy, what's going to fill you with joy and contentment. And for some reason, blogging did. And I don't know if you noticed or not, but it was a big boost to my confidence. It was a big boost to my self-esteem and it was a big boost to my mental health. Like it gave me an outlet to do something that was really mattered to me that was mine and that I was very, very passionate about. And I feel like most people, if they will just support their spouse, who's, you know, even if they're day one or, you know, you're, you don't get it, you don't see it. There's been no pennies coming in quite yet. You've been spending more money on the blog than you have been making money. Um, if you can just keep them going, the tides will turn eventually because that's the, that's the nature of putting in hard work. And this is not, you know, blogging is not usually <laughs> a get rich quick thing. There are people just like in every other thing that, you know, they have the ridiculous instant success for whatever reason, luck or whatever. But blogging is a business and it does take some time. I mean, it was around... Like you said, you're you're one one and a half before the real like oh this is real money started. Right. It, it was in. it was a you've been doing it for a good long time before there was the hint that this was a worthwhile trade. Right, and then I what I try to tell people is there comes a point when you start to feel the momentum because everything starts to pick up, opportunities start to pick up. And it may not necessarily, like for some of you guys, it may not instantly be the money, but it may be the opportunities start to roll in that that may be more valuable than the pennies or dollars that you're making on your ads and stuff like that. And it's just, I think, keeping a positive attitude and seeing everything that happens, you know, as a opportunity. Um, and, you know, what do you think about blog conferences and traveling and stuff for blogging in the early days? Like, how do you feel about that? Well, given how low... I feel like the overhead can be uh, traveling for conferences and things uh, is a pretty significant bump to the overhead cost. I think really networking with your peers is the important thing. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. Uh, just engaging in online, you know, like Facebook communities is probably pretty helpful. Um, smaller groups like masterminds are pretty helpful ways to to go about engaging with peers. Kim's Mentored retreats, they're a good one. Kim's mentored <laughs> retreats are a nice economical option as well. People are starting to bring their spouses to those. It was really fun. Yeah. We really did. I Crystal came. Yeah, I did. He did all my videography. It was it was a ton of fun. So, anyway, uh but yeah. but but so conferences can also be uh you know, like really beneficial opportunities to network. I don't see them like even in engineering conferences. Like conferences really are about people mm -hmm. and the people that show up and you know if you're a presenter you're you're there to deliver something that people can learn from but my perspective is you know I don't go to a conference to learn a lot of new materials I mean you can take the materials back and right kind of take notes about what what kind of seems to be the best technical things but that's not why I would go to a conference I go there to Network. meet with people yeah and on that order, I was going to say, you know, part of the thing about if you're constantly feel like your spouse is on the computer or on their phone or whatever all the time, 
You know, I feel like you used to be like, are you on Facebook again? Like, you know what I mean? But it was all business related. And I think one of the things that spouses have to wrap their heads around is that this is an online business. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there is, there is, you know, some people maybe waste time on Candy Crush. I don't even know if that's popular anymore. I don't know. I don't play games on my phone. But <laughs> you know, but at the same time, just recognizing like they're going to have their head in a computer or on a phone a lot of the time because the business is online. The people that they're connecting with are online. And to some degree, you start building these communities online where you don't have to leave the house. Yeah, that, that, that's what I think is really kind of a paradigm shift for me. We're kind of at that threshold at the upper end of older end of millennials where coming out of the more corporate business world, my perspective is, okay, these kids are on their phones, you know, all the time and they're kind of antisocial, you know, they're not interacting, but, uh, you know, and, and, and there may be a lot of truth to that, but at the same time, like in this industry, like that is, that is also what a very successful and focused entrepreneur looks like who's, uh, you know, constantly trying to grow their business. You know, it's important to, uh, to engage, be able to engage socially and have those people yeah. skills. But I mean, there's people on the other side of those computers. Like that's why, that's why it's so easy to get, you know, drawn in and, and spend too much time, I right. think, uh, you know, managing an online persona, but it's certainly much more palatable when you're managing that online persona because it's generating, uh, you know, income that you can support a family off of. Right. And I remember in the early days, like, I feel like we sort of set up systems that help support the blog, for example. Like for holidays, I would ask for blogging related gifts or I would ask for time. So a lot of times, like when Mother's Day would come around, I'd be like, I just want to go to the coffee shop all day. And you're like, okay, see you later, you know, because all I wanted to do was blog. But I think that that's just important is like, you know, I think the most important thing is communication. So if you have a spouse who is a blogger, sit down and have a long talk, get on the same page about, you know, what's important and what you value. And I think Crystal and I had to learn to do that. Like it wasn't always great. It wasn't like it was always like we got along perfectly and we didn't argue about blogging because that's not realistic. (laughs) I think anytime we have a discussion, like on vacations or whatever, anytime we're having those in-depth discussions where we're hashing stuff out, we get a little excited at times about how, you know, we feel passionately about one way or the other. And I think, I think might be a separate issue is like building communication skills within your you know marriage or relationship uh but but it's definitely important important, right like it was important it's important for you to verbalize to your spouse hey like this is important to me it helps me be a better whatever and I, i don't know that everybody recognizes that but if your spouse has time to focus on the thing that they're passionate about and they have time to be with family and they're able to have moments to segment that time. It almost makes them more present in the time that they are with their family. Does that make sense? Like there came a point where, uh, because you, I think you just really thought, Oh yeah, I can see where this is going. We agreed that I would start doing like two half days of preschool. Yeah. And then the next year it was three half days of preschool. And the next year it just year made it was more and more sense. It was like half we days of preschool. <laughs> invest a little bit in, you know, giving you more, essentially more time. It's like right. we're going to invest money so that you can work. It's kind of like, you know, any every other professional who right. has children, you have to kind of make provisions for your children. You know, if they're not in school, you have to make provisions for those children while you're working your job. And so that's kind of the way we looked at it. And we, we 
did a little bit and that was you know you could see returns on the yeah. effort you were putting into the business then and so then we made a little bit more investment and uh yeah and so, and so child care for kids is what professionals end up doing there I think there are people who can right but well this goes back to what you value right like there are families who value homeschool or having their children at home more than having them in daycare and if that's the case you know is there a way to relieve your wife yourself or your husband yourself is there a way to um, get some like child care arranged, whether it's like somebody coming in home to help or trading with a neighbor, like based on what you value and you want, how do you work that out so that they have a little bit more time? Because what you'll find is hopefully <laughs> um, they're checked in when they're checked in and they're checked out when they're checked out. And it makes them like, it made me a better parent because I was able to, instead of constantly feeling like torn between family and blogging and feeling bad every time I was on the computer because I should be, doing something else, I was able to say, oh, look, this two hours is set aside for me. And I'm just going to focus on that. And then when I'm checked in with the kids, I'm checked in with the kids. I don't know. In January 2017, we made a pretty big, significant life change. Right, Crystal? That's right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in, in 2017. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think it started a little bit before that because we, we oh, had yeah. kind of been planning to move back closer to family. The girls put us over the edge. We and, had twins, in case you didn't know. And uh, my really awesome employer gave me the opportunity to spend time, you know, supporting Kim after the twins were born. And so I took a couple months and just kind of helped out. And it was really awesome, a really super benefit. Um, but at the same time, it, it kind of made me think, you know, I really do enjoy being with the family and I really can see what a tremendous potential Kim has. And, you know, how can we arrange our lives to, to make this more tractable? And I think coupled with, with kind of our eventual intentions to move back closer to family, it just kind of seemed like the writing was on the wall. So then in January of 2017, I left my job and uh, the intention was that we were going to move back, uh, put our house up for sale in the summer and move back. And so we did that. If you are thinking about making an investment in your spouse, one of the benefits of a successful online content creation career is that you have a lot more flexibility in terms of where you can reside. Um, I think the availability of jobs is something that is uh, one of the top reasons why people choose to live where they choose to live. When your income is not tied to availability of jobs or a particular employer, you can live wherever you want, be that in your family, in scenic places, in... RVs. RVs. And there's people who are living in RVs yeah. that are blogging. So I just think it's a really interesting potential lifestyle changer because I know that it, it if you'd asked me when I graduated college where I would be right now I would say climbing some nonprofit corporate ladder and to be honest with you I don't know that I don't know that I would have made the money I'm making now in any career that I picked like I don't know that I could have done that I don't think I could have gotten that income cap off myself so if you are a spouse and you're listening to this just want to encourage you <laughs> Don't freak out over your spouse's newfound hobby. 
especially if it's, you know, brand new, if they're kind of middle of the road and you still haven't quite seen it, just give them time. Like they're working hard on it. Give them space. Give them the opportunity to do this because if they will just keep blogging, you don't know how significantly your life could change. Blogging for me um, gave me something to do in my life that made me feel feel fulfilled. It gave me a book deal. I mean, I wouldn't have had a book. I wouldn't have gotten a traditionally published book deal had I not had a blog. I wouldn't have been able to give our family so much life flexibility if I had not blogged. With the people that started when I started, it's a common thing now, right? Like I look around and everybody that started blogging when I started blogging five years ago, now their spouse quit their job, whatever that was. And it's not that they're suddenly supporting the blogger necessarily. They're just pursuing the things they're passionate about. Like I have one friend whose husband quit his job because his employer, he didn't enjoy who he worked for. And now he has his own like construction business. And then I have another friend whose, you know, husband had a really hard and dangerous job and now he's going to flight school. You know what I mean? Like there's just so many different things that um, blogging can potentially do for your life, including flexibility and we also know bloggers who blog and never quit their job. Like they like their day job and they like, they like blogging. And so there's not like, there's only one avenue to success in blogging. And so, um, just if you're a spouse of a blogger, this episode is meant to kind of give you a look inside of a blogging family and to see, you know, if you can keep your blogger going, if you can get them to just keep blogging over time. Um, it has the potential to really change your family's life. And if you can give them the space to explore that possibility, you're giving them a whole lot. So um, thank you, Kressel. It's been a pleasure. For being on this episode today. So just to recap kind of the whole point of this show. If you have a blogger in your life, there are a lot of things you can do to help them, to make this thing possible for them. Um, and you do play an important role in that, whether you think you do or you don't. Um, and that's why I was really passionate about making this particular episode. Just think about the possibility of making an investment in your spouse. You probably already have, but continue to believe in them, continue to cheer them on. And part of the way that you do that is by, you know, um, just encouraging them. And sometimes when they need you know, tools or whatever, being willing to put a little bit of investment into what they need to be successful. Um, get them out of the house occasionally. Like if they're a person who, you know, works a full-time job and has kids or like depending on your family dynamics, like um, when you get an opportunity to get them out, like let them go to a coffee shop um, to work or, you know, um, send them, let them go out to the library and work for a few hours. Uh, you know, one of the things Kressel had, had done for me um, a few times is, you know, like if I wanted to get away for a few days to blog, I could do that um, too. So I, you know, giving them the opportunity to go somewhere to blog for a few days, whether they just get like a hotel room or something like that, or somewhere they can just go and be quiet for a few days to finish like maybe a major project or launch their next product or something like that. Like just those types of um, shows of support can really help them, even if it's a small thing like go two hours to the coffee shop and work. Uh, realize that your support gets you brownie points. <laughs> so every time, you know, you're able to kind of like encourage or show support, 
show support to your blogger. It's earning you brownie points. It's improving your relationship and it's improving their life because it's it's helping them be able to pursue something that they care about and something that they're passionate about. You know, and remember, you know, when you get opportunities to give them space, give them space, give them grace. That's kind of the, the mantra that I have is um, sometimes they just need the space to blog and sometimes they need the grace to blog because, you know, sometimes things are really stressful, like their site goes down or they have some sort of technical issue and they need the space and grace to be able to deal with that uh, when it happens so that they can um, move on. Like it, you can get really stuck when you're overwhelmed by like technical issues or something like that and just giving them space and grace to be able to deal with that. Um, and so I appreciate all those spouses out there on a daily basis who are supporting their bloggers in whatever way they can whatever their family values are and whatever their budget is. So thank you for all that you do. And I hope that you will continue to encourage your blogger to just keep blogging.